and welcome back to uh, Let's Spaghetti Talk About It. This is episode three. I am your host, Reverend Joycey. Uh, Tom is here too. Hello! And as we promised last week, a very special guest joins us today. The former CEO of Tito Industries, Morgan Brown. Hello, it's me, here to spread knowledge. Hi! I'm in front of a live studio audience. Direct live studio here. This is actually not the guest we promised last week, but I can I can tell you this is maybe even more exciting than that. But um, we're on episode five now, right, I think? Yeah, we're up to episode five of the um, iCarly reboot revival. So we'll be talking about episode four and five this week. Maybe a bit of a, a recap of the first three episodes too to get some of uh, Morgan, a.k.a. Wamba, a.k.a. Tito's expertise, knowledge, insight, into those episodes as well, but yes, uh, we got a lot to talk about. I think I'm a man of many names. Tito, did you uh, do you want to share with you, you know, share your thoughts? Oh, where to begin? Where to begin on such a historic piece of cinema? <laughs> it's de- it's definitely cinema. <laughs> My first thought kind of carries through the whole thing, and it's that the episode names suck ass. <laughs> oh, well, I hate on. the I hate the episode names. We love a good pun. I really wanted them to have like new adult themes in them you know mm. what i mean like uh what was the one the episode four was that i i got your back but i wanted it to mm. be called i can't get an erection yeah i i honestly could see freddy as, as being someone not to shame not to not to cock shame no, but i could shame. see him having trouble uh getting it up i think it'll give him some depth yeah <laughs> certainly who do you think is the most well-rounded character in the show right now it's got to be Spencer. Spencer's the best character by far. Yeah, he carries the show on his, on his hair. <laughs> well, yeah, we always go on about Benson moments. Benson but, um, moments. Yeah, I think we should maybe like rebrand to to Spencer moments. I mean, uh, I mean at least for this episode because um, Spencer just gets a lot of play, I think, and he gets a lot of opportunities to flex his stuff. Whereas Freddy, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I could, yeah, no, I think you might be right. Although I did have a pretty big Benson moment written down okay. to discuss. So, okay, we'll I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll go with the Spencer moment too, but just there's something about the Benson! Benson! I don't know, it just feels right. Uh, so, so Morgan, like, you know, I think we actually, we did watch the first two, didn't we, the other day together? We did, we did. Yeah, you brought me back into the world of iCarly. <laughs> I think that was like my third time watching those two. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> No, it was great. I loved it. It was great. It was great. And even though I'm more of a victorious man myself, you know, it uh, definitely brought back some good memories. That's respectable, yeah. Is, yeah. Well, do, do you want to quickly talk about... I mean, because before, we, I guess, we get too deep into the show, we have a little segment that we like to call Into the Schneiderverse. Um, <laughs> I do want to pick your brain about, you know, this love of victorious that you perhaps have. Um, what was your kind of relationship with that show? And how does that compare to coming back to this iCarly reboot now? Well, you see, when I was young, a young 15-year-old boy, I just really liked Victorious for the plot. Um, <laughs> he had a great plot, great characters, and uh, yeah, that's it. That's the only reason, and yeah. I thought uh, Robbie was really cool. Is he the guy, the puppet? Yeah, he's the, <laughs> he's the puppet guy. <laughs> There's actually a Twitter account. I don't know, did I... T- I don't think I've told you guys about this. There's a Twitter account which is like called Tory Vega official I think it's called and it's just like a meme account but it just like it's just trying to be Tory but it just continuously talks shit about Robbie like tells him to go <laughs> like die and like it cuts him out of photos and stuff <laughs> it's hilarious 
But yeah, and obviously Victorious and iCarly will forever be linked through the crossover and the Sam and Cat series, so... Yeah, we, we got into, like, the whole lore of the world, and it, and it definitely is this, like, cohesive, you know, universe, perhaps even multiverse, with, uh, you know, various actors pl- playing different roles. This, to me, though, I, this feels... Uh, the, the reboot... I'm, I, I'm almost choosing to, to believe this is, like, a whole parallel world. I don't even feel comfortable, you know, saying that this is part of the, the multiverse that we all know and love. Well, a lot of people, you know, discount anything that George Lucas didn't touch from the Star Wars, you know, universe as not canon. Maybe we can extend the same thing for this if it continues down this path, because obviously Dan Schneider is not as involved in this (laughs) series as he was previously. So is this really canon? I don't don't really know yet. Personally, I I don't want Dan anywhere near the series. Oh, okay. I think think, think we've moved on from Dan. (laughs) <laughs> I think we've moved on from him. I think um, it's Phil's time to shine. I think he's <laughs> taking us in a new direction, a sexier direction. Okay, I, I can see that. But, I mean, what about the possibility of Dan kind of doing a George Lucas and creating a kind of Clone Wars adjacent series, an animated sequel or, or sort of interquel that takes place in the time, in the gap between the original and the revival series? I think, like, there are so many questions, much like we had during the Clone Wars era that we need answered. I mean, you could you could have a whole new character similar to Ahsoka that actually, you know, I just think Dan, he, he's capable and he should do something like that. Do you think maybe it should be like a, a really serious war documentary about Carly's dad in the Air Force? <laughs> it's like a oh Pearl Harbor kind of thing, Midway yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Just about oh, his man. life and then Carly just like appears at the end. To be honest, the actual, this interim period that they've been painting through very subtle hints, it does sound juicier than what we're getting at the moment. I mean, we, we, we'd be dealing with the double whammy of, of two Benson marriages. I mean, what happened there? Carly in Italy, Sam with the biker gang. And I just think, you know, putting that through the, uh, the Clone Wars animation style, I think that's what could really sell this new iCarly. What is the time, like difference between the last episode of iCarly and, and the first episode of the revival does anyone know i think they said 10 years 10 yeah. years yeah it's been a while and one of freddie's marriages only lasted 14 months <laughs> it has to <laughs> <laughs> that's what they said they said that oh they did oh really yeah they said it in um episode four or five Ooh, this man's they, been paying he, the wedding one is what you heard. yeah his uh stepdaughter went i think it was the one with his uh, with his stepdaughter I think it was only 14 months they were together. Oh my god, that's Bloody even dumber. Hell. That's even stupider. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, Freddy's just not a good. Um, he just doesn't know how to pick him. There He's was just not. I think I know the moment you're talking about, Morgan, and I was going to talk about this during our episode four recap, but I kind of want to get into it now. He says to Millicent that she's possibly ruining his chances of, of getting with her new stepmother. And I, I just had to sit with that for a minute because this is a man who bears no <laughs> blood relation to this girl, has no contact with her actual mother, and is now, you know, threatening to bring in a new step... I mean, is that even possible where a stepfather... I know, like, he's actually her adopted father at this point, but they still call him her stepdad. And I, I just... Is there anyone out there who has a stepfather and a stepmother and... It, they're married. I... <laughs> I feel like there's something dark happening in the background there. Like, surely, 
I mean, are they, is he divorced, or are they just separated, perhaps? No, they're divorced, apparently, but I'm pretty sure right. they said that early on. I've got some serious questions about that girl's mother, then, because if they've only been together 14 months, and they've <laughs> they've been divorced, and then she's let her child go live with this man... <laughs> <laughs> but like, that raises some questions. He talks about her as if it's a, a joint custody situation, but then she's spending all her fucking time in this in yeah. this apartment building. I haven't I, seen her go I to think, school yet. I no. think what we need is like a, a marriage story type of prequel series, like you say with this like Clone Wars type of uh, <laughs> like idea. We just need to know what happened concretely um, to paint a real picture and figure out you know who's in the wrong. How is the situation? Um, kind of, how does it just, how does it work? Um, yeah. Because right now we're just asking so many questions. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, questionable things are arising. Um, I, I'm just, um, I'm just confused. Tom, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. I think a shot-for-shot remake of Marriage Story, Eddie Benson being Adam <laughs> Driver's role, I think would be fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I think if if they're going to open up this universe, the Schneiderverse, and kind of make it an MCU type thing, uh, maybe maybe the Clone Wars spin-off is actually more about the Shea men, the Spencers, the Mr. Shea, <laughs> and their experiences with war. And then you have the Freddie Benson <laughs> solo movie, which is, yeah, like a Marriage Story remake. I mean, I could see him being the kind of um, much respected leader of a theatre troupe. Actually, no, I couldn't, because I couldn't I mean, has anyone ever respected Freddy? Whereas you've got Adam in that film, everyone adores him, including True. I think Scarlett still does, right? That's kind of the point of the movie. She still adores him, but they just they couldn't make it work. But could <laughs> could anyone feel like that about Freddy Benson? I certainly could. I know, yeah. I mean, and I do too. Oh, wow. But that's 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 the audience, <laughs> I guess. It's true. With the outside looking in. Yeah. They just can't... They don't know what they have in front of them with Freddy. They've got no fucking idea. (laughs) (laughs) He is a saint. He is a treasure. (laughs) Yeah, I think we can all agree that Carly is the weakest character in the series. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Is it just me or as, like, in between iCarly and iCarly the Revival... Has she lost about 50 IQ points? Yeah, I just... Yeah. It's a very interesting characterization, especially for your lead. We'll get it more into it when we talk about the episodes properly, but one of my big things was that her arc this season just seems to be about, like, dating Boys. other people. Like, that's just the whole... That's the whole arc. Like, there's nothing... There's just nothing else. Like, that's the most... Um, I just feel like it's such a disservice to, like that character and like there's so much more interesting things that you could do her having to like struggle with like returning to fame or or something just like a bit more like actually related to the show itself because if you really think about it how many times has she actually done the iCarly show in universe this reboot like twice barely any was it yeah it was just in the first episode wasn't it or something or the second i think just the baby i think there's the baby spencer bit I think and there's then, one more, maybe. Yeah, with the the did. guy who turned out to be the hater, right? That was yeah. two oh, separate shows. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. So but since then they've just dropped it. Like, so what? What? What is the show? But she's still doing like famous people stuff. That, that's yeah. the bit that gets me. Like the last episode, she went to that like uh, like red carpet, and yeah. I'm just thinking she's obviously famous. And if we're gonna go off the numbers, 
that she got when she streamed that iCarly episode from Freddy's phone, if the view <laughs> count was accurate. Yeah, they were She's probably making climbing. bank, but she still lives in her friend's apartment who works at a coffee shop. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah, because to have sustained that following throughout these years when she wasn't even uh, streaming or making content, yet she's still got, like, that audience waiting for her. Um, and then she's, st- you know, she's still walking red carpets. Yeah, why is she, like, sharing this apartment? I, I, it just doesn't make any sense. And that's a, you make a good point there, Tom, because I think you've, you've pinpointed the reason that this feels a bit empty. And I think part of the fun of the original was actually seeing them do the show. That, and, that, and that always kind of was related to the plot. You know, you always had some, like, crazy guest star appearing on the show. But I feel like that was kind of the heart of it. And yeah, we're not seeing any of that. We're just like so many scenes in these like really mundane, uh, really boring looking restaurants. I mean, what's that about? Like Carly Shay has like the taste of a 60 year old like retiree in terms of like restaurants. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. It's suffering from them not being able to go to the school. Like the school in that original show is such like a, a place where all these colorful <laughs> characters would come out. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That by that locker, by the locker that, yeah, that one I'm pretty hallway, sure redressed in ever, every yeah. single Nickelodeon show <laughs> ever made. <laughs> they probably yeah. still use that set. <laughs> it yeah. probably still it still probably gets more footfall than like most high street shops these days. Well, I think like I'm a huge, uh, I'm like one of my favorite parts of like films and stuff is is when a film has a really like strong sense of space. And, and you actually feel like it's a, it's a breathable, livable world. And, and you know what? Maybe that's asking a bit too much of a Nickelodeon sitcom. I don't know. But, but like you say, the original, you had the school, you had like the smoothie shop, you had the apartment, you had the attic, you had... Uh, I swear they went to Freddy's apartment sometimes as well. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, yeah. Whereas this one... And the lobby of the, yeah. lobby of the building as well. Shit. Yeah, the lobby. Yeah. yeah, loads of stuff happened there. Whereas like... Yeah, Carly. Carly's fucking apartment is dead. Do you know what I mean? It's got fucking nothing about it, and and like just all this. I just, I just know. Oh yeah, the restaurants—they really get to me. I don't know about you guys, but there's like dimly lit, lit restaurants. You have a horrible fear of these restaurants, don't you? They're just so. It's just like no personality. Like like the guy said, there's no pictures on the menu either. Yeah. How do I mean... you know what you're getting? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> So we're talking about a lot about the the show. Should we just dive into the fourth episode? Yeah, uh, let's do it. Take me in, Tom. Take me. Yeah. So this episode is episode four. I got your back, as Morgan uh, critiqued earlier. I think on. we should refer to it as "I can't get an erection." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't get an erection. Um, I can't. Don't get use that soundbite out of. <laughs> Please don't use these sound bites out of context. Uh, so yeah, Carly has to go to a, a red carpet event, um, and she doesn't have a, a ex-boyfriend Bo to go along with her. Um, so Harper swoops in, decides to um, be her stylist for the evening, and you see a, a cavalcade of different outfit choices. And there's a whole, you know, there's a whole thing, and there's a bit of conflict towards that. But on the the other side of that, and the B story is Spencer um, trying to find um, a new love for Freddie because he's kind of just. He's out of the game. He needs he needs a bit of help. Um, so he sets Freddy up with a sex worker, and chaos ensues, Classy. as you would expect. Um, so yeah, guys, what did you think of this episode? Morgan, should we start with you? Sure. I think the 
what really shocked me was the whole sex worker angle. <laughs> uh, yep. I was because I was like, I know the show talks about sex. I think they even doesn't Spencer drink a beer in this one as well. He drinks yeah. like a hot beer. Yeah. Um, so right out the gate, you know, this is not a show for children. This is young adult fiction. This is, you know, the sexiest you can get. This ain't your mama's um, iCarly. <laughs> yeah, see, this ain't the iCarly you remember. We've got <laughs> prozzies and beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think, I don't know, I found the whole thing very weird. I feel like Freddy interacting with a sex worker was kind of the content I needed, but also I feel like the child inside me like screamed when he came over and was just like the whole nuclear physicist angle she was going for and spencer was just paying her behind the scenes it was quite i imagine it's and he doesn't even get like does he find out she's a sex worker at the end i can't remember i don't know so. i don't they think just he does. Dangling. they do that like classic yeah. sitcom thing where the b plot never really gets resolved and i think that's quite a weakness because having gone on these dates with these women with this woman probably raised his self-esteem so to find out that she was being paid the whole time i imagine might be quite crushing for him uh and i kind of wanted to see that i wanted to see him crushed there should have been a post-credit scene of him just 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 fucking depressed weeping yeah well this is kind of what i was thinking because i think on paper that storyline is is quite funny um but they just they like they never take it far enough you know they introduce this very adult story but they just don't ever fully capitalize off it because I actually thought like that that sequence with the montage of like Freddy having a whale of a time uh, and then like him bleeding Spencer dry like I thought that was quite funny um, but then again you could raise the point of well literally Spencer could just cancel the payments and then the prostitute would just ghost Freddy which is what you'd expect to happen anyway but yet Spencer's like beholden to like Freddy going on these dates at fish markets and whatever I mean (laughs) and the same and the same restaurants the same restaurants yeah yeah I think if I could rewrite this episode I would have it so Freddy finds out way earlier that he that she is a prostitute or, or a sex worker and then he gets involved in the industry with his with his and that's where the old camera comes out he starts filming <laughs> he starts filming adult videos and then he just gains this new lease on life i think i think he that would have been an only fans exactly he's just like an only fans photographer now for and that i think that could be a good dynamic for freddie because he's going to try and shield his stepdaughter from all this illicit <laughs> illicit activities he's up to i think it yeah. could be that some gags in there. I you could know? see that's honestly genius. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, thank I could you. see Freddie playing the cuck in cuckold pornography. I really could. <laughs> but he loves it. At he the loves same time. it. But that's he the, loves his little roles. That's the thing. Yeah, like it. It could have. It could have opened up so many avenues, and and I could have also seen like it escalating to like Spencer having to contend with like pimps and and all that kind of stuff. It, it, yeah, <laughs> it just kind of like it gets to a it it hits a like a peak, and then it just like flatlines and like. It, it plateaus for the rest of the the episode. It doesn't like it doesn't build off of what it establishes at all. It just does the does the joke and then sticks to that level and doesn't really do anything else. And it's just very just ends up being very dissatisfying and um yeah, just just doesn't go anywhere. It's a shame because there's some great lines. Like I always think when I'm watching the show, I always there's always these down moments, but then there's always one line that I find really funny. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And I I think 
it's got it's weirdly to say i think this show has a lot of potential i think it could be way funnier i think they just need to go that step further into like uh leaving kind of the old keeping the kind of themes of the old iCarly but really kind of pushing it more adult because this kind of weird in between means that you get parts where freddy is dating a sex worker and then you have parts where like they're just doing the old iCarly shit of like spencer dressed as a baby getting slathered in cream or whatever it was (laughs) yeah have you seen the behind the scenes of that scene no no. Jerry Train is just like, get me the fuck out of here. It's way funnier. <laughs> what does he actually say that? Yeah, yeah, there's a clip going around. Oh, oh wow. Tom, bring the clip up. Bring the clip up. Uh, uh, I'll play it. I'll play it. <laughs> get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> but um, kind of what we were saying about Carly earlier about how she, her like whole thing is just to date boys because like there's a bit where harper says oh he's he's like just your type and i'm just thinking like well what is her type like literally just any man like it doesn't matter and i know they specify oh it's like dumb hot guys but like i mean it could be anyone she just she sees a man she goes crazy but i also think like that characterization is quite reductive and and for all the kind of I feel like this show, it, it's trying to get, like, points for referencing quite, like, socially progressive concepts, but then they just, com- they do the complete opposite of it anyway, because, like, you know, they'll, they'll say, like, fem- about, they'll, they'll talk about feminism, but then, like, Carly is, like, just the worst example of, of, of the- I don't know, it's just, it's very confused, I think, and, uh, and it's like, they're kind of, um, they're using very politically correct terminology about sex workers you know they're 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 not trying to like poke fun at it uh directly but at the same time the joke is literally oh freddie's going out with a prosy what a loser so it's like oh so yeah you, you know you go yeah. like oh they're sex workers and and this is a legitimate uh profession and she's a legitimate woman but then yeah the joke is still on them yeah she still does mm-hmm. hide the fact that she's a sex worker, though. She does say she's a nuclear physicist or something, doesn't she? Mm. Which, yeah. uh, problematic, anyone? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so problematic. I think, uh, in terms of, like, the characterization of Carly, I think it... You've got to look at it in the way that I think it's suffering because Harper isn't Sam. You know what I mean? Mm, for sure. She's not as, like, contra- not controversial, but, you know, like, the whole idea of uh, Freddy and Sam in the original shows, like, they were kind of polar opposites. So they would, like, pull yeah. Carly either way. And, like, I think a lot of the show um, was good when Freddy and Sam were, like, interacting in the original show. So, yeah. uh, but Harper and Freddy are just kind of the same character, although Harper is confident and Freddy is not. The. The way that the character dynamics are now, there's not enough room to create like conflicts that isn't like contrived or like not meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like we'll get into it with episode five. There's like a conflict in that which just feels really contrived and just like not pleasant to watch at all. Is not satisfying at all. Um, and we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, the, the the characters are just so like. There isn't enough differences between them, like you said, Morgan, um, for there to, to create meaningful um, conflict that can be resolved in a, in a satisfying way by the end of it. And here's the thing, though, like, 
you could say that uh, Sam and, and Freddy, there was this tension there, this hostility, because Sam was, was a pretty intense person. But, like, there was secretly actually this warmth between um, Sam and Freddy, and obviously, like, that was expanded upon in later seasons. Whereas, whereas even though Harper and Freddy and Harper and Spencer don't have... Well, actually, no, Harper and Spencer do have quite a confrontational uh, storyline in episode five. Uh, yeah, even though it's not as openly hostile... I don't feel like there's any warmth between Harper and Freddie and Spencer. Like it just, it, I just, I feel like, okay, maybe she works with Carly because they keep telling us that they're best friends or that really annoying acronym that they, they just kept ramming down our throats. But I, I just don't feel like that character actually gels with the others. Yeah, she is a bit out of place in terms of like, she doesn't really fit into the established group. Like she's, she's like a fashion designer. But I, I feel like they needed to either use her more or give her a different job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, so, like, yeah. Carly isn't... Apart from in the episode, the red carpet episode, um, she doesn't, like, need costumes. Like, if she, she was doing, like, more costume stuff on iCarly, then you can, like, understand why Harper would be there more. But, like, her whole character is that she's a fashion designer. We've seen her make, like one thing for Carly and then she just works at a coffee shop twice. Yeah, this is the problem. They don't use their... They're not using their concept far enough. Like, the fact that they have this web show and they don't use it at all, and like you said, like, taking advantage of the fact that um, Harper is a fashion designer, and they could be... Because they can do these, like, zany and weird costumes on the show, in theory, like, you could just... Like, you could make something out of that, but they just haven't um, taken advantage of it at all, and it's just like a... I guess it's just like a character trait that she has and can like whip out whenever they need to for this for episode four essentially. Um, yeah, they just they just they're just not taking anything far enough. I guess is the 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 thing. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's it's playing it safe while also trying to push the boat ahead. Like they've obviously brought in more adult themes and like the sex and the alcohol and they talk about like. I mean, they haven't said anything too explicit, really. I don't think. No one's yeah, gone like. No, uh, no. no one's been like, you know, oh, Freddie, eat my ass, you know, or something like that, you know. <laughs> Which I think would be hilarious. Yeah, you can tell and Spencer you... would definitely engage in that kind of uh, vocabulary. Yeah, I think yeah. I think this show would benefit a lot from swearing more as well. Yeah. Because, oh, I mean, but we can't swear when Millicent's this. round. Oh no. Oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it'd be funny if Millicent just like had this whole episode where she just kept calling Freddy a, a cunt or a bastard or something, <laughs> and, and <laughs> you might have to believe that. <laughs> but like, no, no, we're keeping it in. Uh, yeah, actually, do keep it in because otherwise people are gonna think I said some sort of slur or something. <laughs> yeah, she just keeps but calling yeah. him a cracker. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> but you know what I mean. I think it needs to be more. I feel like if they wanted to really come out, considering the people who are watching the show are us, you know, like yeah. our age, like in their twenties mm. now. Well, you know, we we want we want a bit something a bit, uh, you know, bit edgier. Well, I think way. I said this like in episode two, but that's the thing. I mean, they they kind of they're kind of treating their audience like a bunch of fucking idiots, you know what I mean? And, like, there's not actually the maturity in the storylines and, and the plots, the plots. They need to be more complex and multifaceted. But, you know, it's like, this episode felt really jarring to me, uh, after, you know, 
even in context of, of like the preceding three episodes like it, it just felt even like it had escalated by having a sex worker just from the previous three um and yeah. but yet it still didn't really explore it and i was thinking like okay if this was episode one it would have been like a like a punch to the gut you would have been like oh my god like yeah this really this really has ramped up uh, but then maybe like if they just gone straight out the gate with something like that, uh, but I just felt I'm just still utterly utterly baffled by what this is. <laughs> it's it's been underwhelming. It's definitely been underwhelming. I I have when we talk about uh, episode five, I did actually quite enjoy episode five. I thought it was the best one so far. Uh, controversial, maybe. I don't know what you, well, you guys' opinions on when we get I, onto it. I have to say, I thought I don't know if it was the best. I think episode three is probably still the best one for me in terms of like having something to say. Yeah, absolutely. Just things happening. But I will agree, I didn't hate this as much. Like I was watching, I was like, I don't hate this, and this is a weird <laughs> feeling to <laughs> Where have. Am I? So, yeah, I think I enjoyed it a lot more than some of the other ones, for sure. Yeah. Revan, thoughts? Um, I don't know. I, I agree about episode three still being the best, but I honestly found, like, quite quite a few things that I just really didn't enjoy about this episode. Which, okay. Well, sh- should we just okay. get straight into it? Yeah. Then? Should we go the straight into episode, episode five? five? We all seem to yeah. have be bursting at the seams to talk about high robot weddings. <laughs> There's so much so. to say. <laughs> oh wait, sorry, there was one other thing. I think in episode four, okay. Freddie like says to Millicent that he really enjoys the fact that she can just go and bug the shit out of Carly because he likes the fact that she can she has these really positive female role models at her disposal just to, to disguise the fact that like he cannot be fucking asked to take care of her. Plus Carly is a terrible role model. Yeah. And she's like... awful. <laughs> But, like, also, wouldn't they be super irritated by having this, like, 12-year-old constantly loitering around them at all times? Yeah, like I said, is it, like, the summer or something? Like, why has she never been to school? No, I don't know. That's what I mean. There is something dark happening there. And I'd like them to explore it. It's all done on phones. She's just studying on a phone. I just want want, uh, Freddy to just snap and just, like, scream at her in one episode. (laughs) Oh, God. Just, like, it just, 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 like, loses it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um <laughs> also like Millicent she she's just kind of there to like every 5 seconds spout some like internet buzzword like okay boomer or like a spill the tea yeah. or like epic fight like oh my god. Yeah, they yeah. still it still has the feeling of it's written by people who have no idea what modern web shows are like. Because in the yeah. in the uh, in the late to early 2010s, you know, like in the early 2000s, like YouTube was still like you know the cat video place, right? So like the idea of having like a web show was kind of like not many people were famous for having like web shows, right? So a show about someone doing that was quite modern. In yeah, a weird no, way. it's a novelty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but now like. Like the the time she has done iCarly, they have no idea what to do with like the actual iCarly bit of iCarly. No, cause because it's, like she's not special yeah. anymore. And and but, yeah, they but have that, no idea. That existential crisis could have been an amazing point to to actually create a show out of. Like like who is this person now? Like she's one of the first people to do it. Now everyone is. You know, when everybody's I, super, no yeah. one is, as as our pal exactly. Syndrome said. Yeah. 
a bit of research i think then goes a long way because like you could look at what like uh like smosh yes. for example right they were big around the same time and you could look at like what smosh is kind of doing now and what happened to them and i feel like you could take a lot of inspiration from that i'm telling like, you now in about 10 years there's going to be this like hbo drama and every year every season it's going to follow this person like a sort of smosh archetype from like the the age of 15 to like 25 and you're going to like see them it'll be like a period piece of them in like the early to mid 2000s kind of experimenting with 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 the internet and being a youtuber and then like watching all the trials and tribulations and it'll be it'll be great and this could have been iCarly but but that could have been it could have been like i feel like they could have gone way wouldn't carly just have been like wouldn't it be super weird if she was um like trying to make a comeback on the internet but like just rather than just instantly being popular in absolutely everything she does what if she was like struggling and like there yeah. was that, nobody watching that would be a much more compelling conflict yeah. and like it would ma- it would make the fact that she like introduces herself as iCarly from iCarly like that would be a lot more interesting because she's like she would like if she mentions that to people and like no one like really cares and like she kind of internalizes that that's a way more interesting character development than her just being kind of like coming back and like hey i'm doing the show again and everyone else is welcoming me back to the internet that sort of thing when in reality it's not really like that it's like very rare cases where you'll have someone who just completely disappears and then they come back and it's like like nothing's changed um normally there's at least a bit of a you know they have to build that audience back up yeah so. yeah well the show paints this picture that these people have just been sat in the same chair for 10 years like refreshing <laughs> their fucking phones like please come back please yeah. come back and that's just not how it works like but yeah and then also uh, did i have oh yeah i sort of commented on the fact that the endings to these episodes are just so abrupt but i'll, I'll get to my thoughts on the episode five ending when we when we get to that should we talk about yeah i robot, w- I robot. wedding Will Smith. We've, yeah. we've, I think we, we've thematically we've exposed the show for the for the <laughs> for the feeble the, mess it is. for the feeble <laughs> mess that its plots are. <laughs> so yeah, episode five, I Robot Wedding. Um, this is the Neville episode. Oh um, yeah, they're Sorry. invited to his robot-themed wedding. Um, but Carly doesn't seem to think she thinks something's amiss, okay. um, as you would, because it's it's Neville Pathman after all, um, and she thinks that surprisingly the fiance is maybe a robot? Ah. Question mark. Um, and yeah, chaos ensues as it as it does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Morgan, thoughts? Uh, so th- I did think this was. The- I think this is the best episode so far. I'm not gonna lie. Episode three was good. You know, I love a good meatball, but. Um, <laughs> I think I don't know. I think what really kind of entertained me this episode is just how completely inappropriate Carly acts <laughs> all the time. You know what I mean? Like she goes to this guy's wedding and she's just like, she, "He's my nemesis, but I have to go, otherwise he wins." And I'm gonna find a way to try and just ruin it. Obviously, it works out in the end because she's the main character, so it was all a hoax. But you know what I mean? It's kind of like she goes yeah. through the whole thing with just the worst attitude she says things that are completely inappropriate (laughs) i I swear this is like an always sunny plot and like it works in that show because they'll do like anything they can to just like 
just fuck this wedding up. But like, I like Carly does that to an extent. But yeah, well, it's because like, they're allowed fun. to be reprehensible characters. Where once again, this show wants to have its cake and eat it. It wants to kind of you know put the characters in the situations, but then they have to be these like moral like you know heroes Paragons. that can't yeah they can't step a foot wrong and everything's said how it's supposed to be. But no, it's like fucking let them unleash. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> just do it. Yeah. I feel like it works, like, then, you know, when they're being kind of a little bit reprehensible, but in, like, a goofy, oh, they're Because good then the joke's way. on them, you know? Like, that's what yeah. comedy is. I just think, like, the see, the bit where she throws a magnet at her head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that is... Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like, uh, wouldn't it just be... I'd love to see them have some, like, deal with some actual repercussions for the horrible things they do to people <laughs> yeah absolutely or at least be aware of that because like that was one of the funniest things about community was that you had this group positioned as the main characters and then as the seasons went by you slowly realized that like all of the supporting characters in that world were very aware of the fact that they were sort of positioning themselves as these like protagonists and how fucking annoying everyone found them and that, and that was hilarious because it was so self-aware but you'd like to see a bit more self-awareness but they won't give it to us definitely and i think one of the reasons i also super enjoyed this episode was uh the deep dive onto how sad freddy's life is <laughs> yeah that was funny <laughs> that this stepdaughter that he has no obligation to look after actively tries to attempt to make sure he can't find love. Yeah. And I just find that. And he's just fine with it. Maybe she should play like Robot Uprising or whatever that game Neville's obsessed with. Millicent needs a hobby. It's something constructive. Wasn't the last time we saw Neville, wasn't he in like prison? He's in jail. Yeah. We talked about it was it last episode, I think? I can't um, remember if it was last... I think it was last episode. Yeah, we did. Like, he was literally locked up like Hannibal Lecter. And now he's been he's been uh, put back into the populace. Allowed to breed? I mean... <laughs> allowed to seek a wife? <laughs> allowed to create Ultron? <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious if he... Some AI interface. Yeah, I think... Uh, I like how they they, they didn't really mention it at all either like no oh yeah this guy who was in a mental asylum oh yeah we are uh we're going to his wedding because for some reason yeah we have to go we have we all of us have to go (laughs) even even harper who's never met him yeah he treated us like shit but come on come on he's grown why was harper even invited i don't know who's plus one like i see him inviting carly but was he gonna invite freddy well freddy was was the best man wasn't he Oh yeah. yeah, of course he was. I guess so. I guess Freddy gets a plus one, so he brings his <laughs> stepdaughter for his some daughter. reason. Yeah. I'm just trying to work out who got an invite and who's a plus one. Yeah, that's an, maybe that'll yeah. be explored further. You know, those are the, the, plus those are the biggest plot holes of the of the episode, in my opinion. Oh well, <laughs> there were there were more than that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking? About? We'll, we'll get to that, Tom. What, what did you think? Yeah, well, like. I, I'm definitely not as enthusiastic about it as, as Morgan was, but <laughs> he I fucking think ate that shit yeah. up. <laughs> like this. Give me, um, give me more robot weddings in in modern media. That's what I said. The next episode is just called "I Robot Wedding 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought this one was all right. Um, I think it was mostly carried by the fact that I thought at least the first bit with between um, Harper and Spencer, I thought their dynamic. Um, was it was I mean I wrote down okay Harper Spencer dynamic is kind of cute 
Um, because really Harper's not been able to do anything this whole season. Um, and when she has, it's been very um, just boring. Because like there's nothing to work off of. But I thought their um, little interactions of them trying to one-up each other was a bit... It was it was a bit of fun, um, but uh, like we we talked a bit about Millicent, but yeah, I just I've just written down Millicent ruins everything. Everyone clearly wants Freddy, uh, but she just gets in the way or gets in the way of him, and he or he gets in the way of himself, um, and just like that whole that was the the conflict that I was I was alluding to before. It just felt so contrived, so just like. It just wasn't fun to watch. Like, it was just really annoying. Like, you just wanted to see Freddy, you know, just have a conversation with a woman. Yeah. And, you know, maybe some, like, funny moments happen from that. But no, like, she has to swoop in and be like, oh, no, he's got, like, footworms and he still lives with his mom and, like, <laughs> shit suck, like he'll that. He'll suck your toes or that Yeah. Shit. <laughs> it's just, like, it was just insufferable. Well, and, um, yeah. What if Freddy, Freddy just wanted to get his rocks off, surely? Like, he really did. He's, he is a hopeless romantic, but the man's been to, through two divorces, and I mean, one probably quite recently. Yeah, well, this is the thing. He's been married twice, but I'm not even convinced that either of those marriages were consummated. I, I'm not sure if he got anything <laughs> out of that. And the guy's very uptight, okay? And I think, you know, throw him in the Love Island villa. He'd, he'd fucking, he'd flourish in there. They would. He probably has to ask <laughs> yeah. his mum first. Yeah, he would, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you throw that guy in Casa de Moore and he's, he's fucking like crazy. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Yeah. Well, hey, you're right. I'm Freddy. I'm a cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is the oh. thing. Like, I just somebody needs to call Millicent out for her just disgusting behavior. And I and I really thought like the the opening moments of this episode where she was in Spencer's uh, apartment and Spencer comes down and he's like, "What the hell are you doing in here?" And I really thought he was about to flip his lid, and I was so ready for that. <laughs> Instead, he's like, "Oh, I'll be your dad if you want." Like, what the fuck? What the? He's hell? desperate. For, he's desperate for that. Did you not yeah. know that Spencer was barren? Yeah, I had I'd heard the fan theories and uh, seen there are a lot of clues. <laughs> he, he, he can't have children. That's his like yeah. deep secret. Yeah, I've seen the evidence. It's pretty convincing. But uh, now I just yeah, I don't know if we'll, we'll ever get anyone actually putting her in her place. But uh, yeah, I mean. I did think that joke was pretty funny, like uh, where the, the lightning's going off, and then Spencer's like, "Oh, better go turn, you know, better go turn my machine off." I thought that was that got a chuckle. Yeah. I just can't understand with Millicent why they made her his stepdaughter and just not adopted child, unless they're gonna do something with that later on. Well, because yeah. how on earth? How, I just don't like. We know Freddie's a nice guy, right? He's a nice, he's a nice lad. Yeah, he's alright. You know. But what he's doing, not only you could call it above and beyond if you wanted, I would call it completely unnecessary, <laughs> because she already yeah. has a mother, who she honestly seems to have absolutely no intention <laughs> of ever seeing ever again. <laughs> no. <laughs> but at the same time, hates Freddy in a weird way. It's very, yeah. very. They're trying to set it up as this whole like, uh, oh, she just, she actually cares about freddy deep down and that they actually have this great bond but i mean does anyone care anyway does it even make again it, it's so contrived that that he would even care about her and really what's in it for him i mean he's not making any money like he's having to live with his mother so why is he like footing the cost of this little brat wouldn't it just have been way funnier if freddy just appeared divorced 
with a kid of his own. Yeah. And like, ha- I feel like having it where his kid and he just could not control his own child yeah. is almost funnier, just in the way of like just Freddy and and he's just like trying to he's moved back in with his mum and I like the idea that his mum would just like completely shower this kid with affection and he's just being like bullied in his own house by his yeah. mum and his and his <laughs> yeah, kid yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing like yeah well a where is mrs benson she's not even showed up since episode one and that would have been a really fun dynamic but yeah make his kid this like gubby like wild child who's just just running circles around him and it's just so weird and in in, in only the way that a benson could uh but he's just so stressed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be again it's like the more I know, like, they, they do make him extremely pathetic, but just they always kind of go back at the last second and just, just they really need to just go all in, make him the lousiest piece of shit, make him super oblivious. It, it There would actually be some comedy to mine there. Um, like a Jerry from Rick and Morty. Oh, my God, exactly like yeah, a Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, but, would, that would be hilarious. But as pathetic as Jerry is, you still really like him. Like, he's, he's you know, probably the best character in the show. And, and so it's not like... By making Freddy super pathetic doesn't mean that, you know, people aren't going to still like him. But, I mean, you know, maybe you'll have some fans online that'll be like, oh, that's that's just not my Freddy. It's disgusting. They've shat all over his legacy as a character. So uh, maybe they're just scared of the, the backlash. But, uh, well, there's something that I do want to point out here, and I, I don't know if I'm going to get into trouble for saying this, but an actual plot point in this episode is that Harper supposedly has this tremendous gaydar uh that she can just scout out anyone you know at the wedding now here's my thing right uh neville is quite clearly a gay man he's extremely camp (laughs) everything points to him being gay this is controversial and yet no one (laughs) says anything about this now i thought when they said that the only reason he was going getting married was because he's going to inherit some something from his estate or, or maybe he's like asexual. I don't know, like because you could kind of see that. I don't know, but yeah, are we really buying him as a straight man? I... Look, man, if you sit in your corner, <laughs> <laughs> come on! I don't give well, a fuck. Well, the, the, the first thing I did was I looked up the actor, um, and I went, I scrolled down to personal life, and there was not a personal life section. See, Tom um, thinks the same. So I don't know. Um, I will say when I first saw him in the episode, I, I instantly wrote down the note: uh, Neville looks like Trump because um, he's got the big like shoulder pads. <laughs> he's just—he had that Quite energy. dashing, my I am. Oh yeah, he carried himself uh, uh, very well. Yeah, I think so. Um, I... Yeah, um, Reed Alexander—that's the actor's name. Um, there's no information about it, but honestly, yeah. But I think I do find Neville very funny. I think he's probably one of the characters who had some really good lines for me, like the "Let's quit this cat and mouse game and let me catch you." Yeah, no, Neville's a, always a been st- a zinger, a super memorable like yeah. Moriarty like character. But the problem is, Carly's no Sherlock Holmes, so you, you no need Carly. That. True. Yeah, Carly. I don't understand. She's a Sherlock Holmes from the uh, the Will Ferrell. Movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Very accurate. Does yeah. that does that mean uh, Freddy is uh, John C. Riley Watson? <laughs> oh, I guess so. I could so. see it. I oh, could see it. I, yeah. Well, yeah, and I also found it so funny that Carly immediately approves of Prunella because Prunella 
really like over the top compliments her and she's like oh wow she's great you know it's it's she's so vain that's what i mean she she has her behavior is very reprehensible this entire episode yeah she she mm-hmm. does not give a shit that she's at a rehearsal dinner to someone's wedding she's just like i will expose you devil yeah. like you're a 30 year old woman stop this uh, she's 28 now. Oh, uh, close enough. Close. Enough. I don't <laughs> know. Down. Maybe Slow she's down. canonically 30. Who could knows? be. They could could be. Age. Have they yeah. aged her up or they aged her down? That's what I want to yeah, know. Because didn't they age up Raven Simone for the uh, Raven's House show where she's got like three kids that are all like 12 and it's just not even possible? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which time jump uh, Freddy had 14 year old son. I've already been asked this by someone, but I'm just going to put this out there right now. We will not be doing a podcast about Raven's Home because uh, that's a Raven. Oh, uh, not not a fan. Not a fan. You didn't like that, so Raven? Not particular. I didn't. I didn't. Didn't hate it, but it definitely wasn't my favorite. More of a Corey in the house, man. Corey. Well, yeah. Corey had its moments yeah. just because of how sh- you know how ridiculous the premise was, and I did see that clip of the skeleton in the. Uh, in the White House garden. That was very amusing, but uh, so good. soured by the fact that so Kyle Massey is a massive nonce. We're putting that out there right now. The Spaghetti Taco podcast, we do not endorse Kyle Massey at all. No, no. we do not. Um, we can... In the bin. In the bin. Get, in the bin. Um, Get him gone. I also want to like just highlight this. There's like a lot of references to like gender and gender identity and things like that, yet there's like a sort of... I swear they, they just keep like hitting the laugh track after each like like reference to that (laughs) and i can't really work out why because like it's 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 not a joke it's just like obviously they are going to at times maybe over the top lengths to be you know show that they are progressive and stuff like that but i i can't really it almost makes it seem like the show's mocking it i think they did do that specifically when they mentioned non-binary people i i guess maybe the laugh was towards the way yeah he like said it but like yeah, it wasn't a joke. It was just him, no. you know, welcoming everyone. <laughs> so it's a very strange... Uh... Again, I can't really work out, like, what they're trying to go with there. Because, you know, like, it's great if... Because I can't actually work this out. Like, is Harper non-binary or something? She's bisexual. She's bisexual. I, I, yeah. But I'm pretty sure and her, she's bisexual. her actresses, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's great, you know. But at the same time, like, they keep sort of... You know, they they keep making references to that, and I'm not even sure like what the point of it is. Um, and and there was like another moment where like they kind of mentioned uh, gluten intolerance, uh, like with the dinner <laughs> specifications, and and they kind of you know they they reference that and like people who eat like halal and things like that, whatever. Like that's very normal now. Um, but then like there's a moment later on where Harper just like dismissively says to someone. I think someone says, oh, what's what's wrong with her? And then she's like, oh, it's probably her being gluten intolerant. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> what's the yeah. joke? But that's what I mean. That's the, the classic reboot of something from the 2000s. And it goes, rather than doing a joke, let's just reference something modern. Yeah, exactly. And that'll, that'll yeah. do. That'll do. Because people love to hear things that they already know about. Yeah, exactly. And And I guess people can kind of 
either choose to believe oh they're mocking this or they're being in they're being supportive of it and it's and it's like the show is so vague so it gets away with it but we're not gonna let them no, no we're not gonna track them down no we're, we're yeah. here and we're, what did you mean by that laugh track phil yeah huh yeah and you made that choice what did you mean by that because this guy went to fucking get a test about gluten intolerance on monday okay i had to take time out of my day to do that and i'm being mocked in this safe <laughs> space my, my, my so escape you that person yeah i did no, I mean... Wait, so when you come over to my house, we're going to have to buy gluten-free stuff? Cue laugh track. Hey! <laughs> hey. <laughs> Someone put that in. Put that in in the edit. We'll Every time before, someone says gluten in. intolerant, put it in the laugh track. <laughs> well, that's the thing as well. There was, um... It is just a... It honestly does feel like they just have a monkey behind the scenes hitting a, a laugh track button really randomly because it's like when Prunella says that Carly's 5-5. Five, five. And then, then the laugh track goes wild as if, like, I, again, I just, I don't understand what the joke is. <laughs> That's a very normal female height <laughs> exactly. as well. Yeah. It's a very normal height. <laughs> also, um... How much of this, how much, one thing I've just remembered, right, and it's just remembered that it's one of those tropes from these kind of shows which always makes me fucking seething. I'm always seething and it happens so much in the last two episodes, the focus of this podcast episode is the amount of time people just enter other people's houses unannounced and the doors are just open the cardinal sin it is you know like imagine me revan coming to your house now doing the 40 minute drive (laughs) uh, and then just walking in (laughs) and and also walking in mid-sentence yeah you know what i mean like like we've been having a conversation and and i walk in and i'm just like I can't believe I have to go to work tomorrow, and that's and then and then I, I expect you. you not to just go like knock, please well, step outside. Let's do this again. I'm gonna counter that, you pedantic fuck. Because do you really think Paramount Plus has the time to be wasting on on, on such such you know tr- trivial things like like a knock on a door? I just have them already in the house. Yeah. Oh no, exactly. You can solve something like that so yeah. quickly. Have them coming back from taking a shit. I don't know. Woo! <laughs> Bit, <laughs> way more time. You do not want to go in there. <laughs> See, Tom, it writes itself. Exactly. Tom writes, writes it. It's com- that's down. comedy. I'm just saying, it's comedy. Yeah, it's comedy. Spencer's been eating, like, spaghetti tacos. He's been having a couple glizzies. I mean, yeah, do not. Do not go in there, because this guy is stinky. Speaking of um, cinematic choices, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but... There's one point where Spencer dresses as like a Darth. <gasps> Tom, I fucking wrote this. I know exactly what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you noticed this, Morgan, but he does this thing where he he opens or closes the mask at one point, but yeah. the shot oh is literally out of I focus. Oh. Like I... it's it's so soft. <laughs> it's like and I. I... Oh. I couldn't, I couldn't believe yeah. it. Like, I couldn't believe they let this fucking slide. Like, it's crazy. Surely they did... They must have had, like, another take or something. Because, like, how did this get in? No. How did they do this and not... That really shocked me when that happened. Because they kind of cut to this... I don't even know. Like, it wasn't even a full close-up. It was kind of, like, just another mid-shot, which is completely redundant. And then, like, it, it struggled to pull focus. And I know, like, we're all film students, so... Maybe obviously people probably don't care, but it, it's kind of shocking that this show looks so amateurish uh, at times. Mm-hmm. And I think you said before another episode, Tom, about like the sound and stuff. And I I watched it with earphones, yeah. and there was like some really like jarring audio cuts at times. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, and I just thought, how how does this happen? I mean, honestly, like it kind of does feel like a bit of a, a, a dress rehearsal at times when you're, you're kind of looking in the background and people are just so obviously having these like mimed conversations. And I know that a sitcom, especially a multicam at times is going to feel a little bit more theatrical in its presentation, but holy shit, it honestly feels like they had the idea for this reboot. They cobbled together the key players and they, they put this together in about two months. Do you think the multi-camera was a mistake? Do you think they could have gone just single camera one division style we talked about this a bit in the previous episode i think and like how they probably should have just bit the bullet and gone for a a single cam show because i think it would have been a lot more interesting and um, well yeah yeah merry christmas drake and josh did it so yeah true sweet life on deck movie did that too yeah there is a precedent not to forget Um, and we know they can do it you know with the as you mentioned you know that and then there's got i mean and of course miranda cosgrove a part of the drake and josh christmas exactly yeah yeah lest we forget so she's got experience i can't help school of rock school of rock exactly yeah no honestly we've said this before like miranda cosgrove in anything but iCarly is is very good Mm -hmm. it's just so strange and again i because i honestly think that a lot of the time the dialogue doesn't help because they've got these ridiculously long sentences that do not flow they 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 would not come out of a single human being's mouth and they would leave you completely out of breath and they must be just cutting away immediately after they finished because they they would just be gasping for air what is what was the budget of this show I, does anybody know i have no idea but i honestly don't think i i reckon they blew the majority of the budget on getting the like nathan cress and miranda cosgrove and jerry trainer back because i mean they're well miranda and, and uh, nathan are adults now they've already done like six seasons of this so i i bet they probably got quite a bit of money for this jerry as well i think yeah. all the money went on that there's no reported budget um at least not not none that i can see so I can't imagine that it would be yeah that high. Besides yeah, getting the talent back. I mean, I just, yeah, I imagine it all just went on completely onto fucking uh, salary, didn't it? Wages and yeah, because it looks like it was made like the production <laughs> costs look very very cheap. I'm I'm sorry to say it. What's well, it's like that montage of Freddy with B the plus, prostitute yeah. like <laughs> gets the green yeah. Screen. It's the constant redressing of like the same set, which is like I think yeah. it's very lazy for one, especially the amount of money you can get nowadays to make these things. And yeah. also, I just think the I I know I feel like they went for it because they're like oh you know we'll do all the classic iCarly sets, uh you know the same apartment we'll do all that kind of stuff. They haven't used the lift nearly as much as I thought they would. <laughs> That, yeah. that lift was a big set it piece. It was, yeah. Back. Worked, yeah. That was where all the reveals came through. Because uh, coming through the door, so boring. Coming up the lift... Hell yeah. You, you awesome. don't know what's in there. Yeah. More lift, More please, lift. I like in the that. next. More lift. I think inside the lift. I think there should be like a bottle episode where they get stuck <laughs> in the lift. <laughs> that would and, be... Uh, that's just it. Yeah. Insane. But there's, there have... Try multicam There have been, like, <laughs> sitcoms where their budgets have been slashed. I mean, I keep referencing it, but Community, from season one to season two, season one had a ton of exterior um, on-location uh, shooting. And then from, like, season two to 
five, I think. Everything was just done inside, and there were green screens at times. Um, but it still looked better than this does. That's what I mean. Yeah, because it, and it's so much more creative. Like you think about the paintball episodes, oh my God. like the subsequent, even past the se- past season yeah. one, they still look they amazing. Do, yeah, honestly, they're um, so creative on that show. And it's just because the production crew just knew how to. If you like, listen to um, them talk about like using like the budget to their advantage, like um, with the cast and stuff. Like you, you can tell the production crew was really talented and was able to make it work with so little. Yeah. But I mean, it's pointless me even making the comparison because it's just like it's just not fair to compare Community to our car. <laughs> yeah. But I I don't know. I don't think it is because like. An iCarly revival, what? How? When did iCarly end? Like the original show, two thousand and twelve. Twenty twelve. So it's been nearly ten years since the original aired. You, the children aren't going to be watching this show. So like, I feel like you you knew that going in. This isn't a Nickelodeon show anymore. This is a nostalgia show for twenty year olds, right? Yeah. So I just think like you had. There is the opportunity to be really brave, and not and just kind of go fuck it. Like they're gonna watch it for the nostalgia. Let's just that's the make thing. this insane. These executives they're banking on on getting our generation back through nostalgia, but I don't think they actually want to take the risk and elevate things to a more mature level. And I think like that's why they've put in uh, Millicent because they're they're kind. I think they're like low key, just hoping that kids still watch this, and they've put in this Millicent character as this kind of child surrogate but at the same time like she's younger than they were at the beginning of the original so she's even like the wrong age demo to kind of target yeah you you know you would it would also make more sense like if it's a step kid to maybe even have a bit more tension is to have like freddie have the step kid who's like 15 or something that would be hilarious like maybe his Mm ex-wife was this much older woman or something who by the way i just want to give a little (laughs) shout out to spencer here eyeing up that like 70 year old babe at the wedding yeah wow yeah true what a, what a man what a, <laughs> what a man. guy so yeah i just think it's confused but i i think they they are basically still like that they're being lazy they're cutting corners because at the end of the day someone at nickelodeon or someone at paramount still views this as a kid show so. yeah all i'm saying is get get our boy kj he's a great oh, dop yeah, yeah, yeah. he knows what shout, he's doing he'll make out. sure yeah. that you know none of your shots go no. soft it'll make sure that the budget's used to the fullest extent uh, Paramount, you want to give this guy a call? Uh, get in yep. touch. We'll give him his. We'll give you the. He, deeds, he would so. flip yeah. if he saw that. And and you, you guys are like Carly are lucky that he didn't see that because you would you would feel his That's Norwegian like, wrath. He would. Yeah. He would melt those plastic sets yeah. with his eyes. And he was in Tenet, just just yeah, so you guys yeah. know. And the so, trailer. Like, he, he's big he shit. Was, he was everywhere. Yeah. Well, actually speaking. He was in Tenet. Yeah, yeah. What was he? Yeah, he was like an extra. Like uh, it's one of the dirty bits. He's thing. a man of many talents. Yeah. Very cool. But I mean. Yeah. Yeah, actually, talking of promotion and stuff, I, I also think that's where the majority of the money went for this because the promotional, you know, the whole thing's been pretty pretty extravagant for the show. It's been everywhere, and the posters are looking pretty good. Gotta yeah. love the poster. Yeah. Where's my Jerry Trainer body pillow? That would have been an excellent piece of merch, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There's potential. There you, know what? I, you know To continue this iCarly what-if show that we're making... Yeah. I want to uh, replace Millicent with, and let's say I want to go with this Freddy older woman thing. I want the, the his stepkid to be twenty. <laughs> yeah, that's even better. <laughs> eight, eight, like eight, nine year age gap. Really well, well, uncomfortable. 
Oh, 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 and that, but, but he then somehow has custody. That, that can't, you would think, oh, well, well, then why is this... He wouldn't need to be, like, under Freddy's guardianship or whatever, but maybe that's the whole thing. This 20-year-old won't leave Freddy alone. And everyone's like, who the fuck <laughs> yeah. is this? And he's like, oh, it's my he keeps son, calling him dad. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, um, what if... This is, the, this is a crazy idea, but what if this supposed 20-year-old was actually just... Gibby. Gibby. And he fell in love with Gibby. Gibby's mom. Mom. Yeah. Gibby's got mom has got it going. <laughs> yeah, I would like that. Because and that would be an excuse to bring him back. I mean I mean I, I don't think he will because he's you know, he's got a new moniker, Noxic, he's a DJ now. He's doing his own thing. But if we could, if we could just get the Gibbs to back for just a just a just smidge a of time, was... I know, I know, he probably does not want to be Gibby ever again due to the fact that he was just generally probably abused during that role. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because he was just a punching bag. Yeah, basically. Take your yeah. shirt off, kid. Take your shirt off. Yeah, and to be honest, yeah, you're right. Like, because they they might have never said this, but like, what was the joke here? Oh, he's a little bit chubby. He's getting a shirt off. How funny! Like that was the joke. And you're right. Yeah, like, that's not really the nicest looking back. So. I'm sure. I'm sure he doesn't look back on it too fondly. No, no, that, that's a good and, point. Uh, I, uh, but I would love to see him back with a, with a new character, perhaps. Perhaps maybe he's super suave now and just. Uh, yeah, maybe him slaying. and Carly could go out. Oh, wouldn't that be a? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Gibby the new himbo, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, big just, himbo like, ripped. That's the what they spent all the budget on. They spent all the budget and he's just gone through like Thor transformation. He's fucking <laughs> he looks like huge. Kamal Nanjiani for Eternals. <laughs> yeah, he's just massive. He's just stacked. Yeah. He's just completely I, uh, stacked. I, I could see like maybe Gibby's a bit of competition as well for Carly. He's like this Joe Rogan Jr. Podcaster guy. Oh my god! Oh my god! Like, that would be insane. And she can't. She can't hack it. Maybe that could be a recurring bit that Carly just doesn't understand what podcasts are, and she just she refuses to believe that they're a popular thing. But I think that's hilarious. <laughs> the Gibby podcast, <laughs> the Gibby show, the Gibby experience. Just, the Gibby experience <laughs> being the like the newest hottest thing, and Carly it's... just can't like get with it, and she's just constantly trying to get on the show. And then when he, <laughs> she does get on the show, she just completely fucks it up somehow. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, comes across as really out of touch. It's just Gibby and his, like, the smaller Gibby brother that he has. <laughs> Gubby. It's just those two on the show. Gubby. Gubby. <laughs> and, and Carly comes on the show and she's, and Gibby just shows her YouTube videos like, hey, what do you, what do you think about this? And Carly's just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, she doesn't know how to react, so, and, uh. Maybe she gets cancelled. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we've already kind of over that story. I cancelled. <laughs> that was kind of episode. Yeah. The name of the episode three, though, wasn't it? Like, but we could do it better. I think do it we again. Do just, it just do it again. Yeah, people yeah. Are getting cancelled so every fucking day, like James Charles, like every month or so. I mean, and also, <laughs> exactly. if Gibby's the podcaster, you could have the show would then fulfil its obligatory elon musk cameo have him as the guest because oh. we all know gibby oh, yeah. would be a huge Smoking he would definitely joint. drive a tesla so he would buy so much yeah. dogecoin <laughs> yeah. it would be unreal <laughs> Drown- if that was a real physical currency he'd be drowning. he would invent his own it would be gibby coin and it would just be this <laughs> gibby <thing. coin. laughs> he'd be super into crypto the gibby the gibby gubby power hour podcast just talks about crypto so much but and that's the thing like i know that that's a a kind of you know modern buzzword type reference but i think that look all i'm saying is 
doing this podcast makes me really sad because I actually think if they got us in as writers, we would fucking do so many good things. Well, that's what we're. And that is what we're here for. They're going to hire here. us as writers. Yeah. We're, we're spewing our our excellent ideas. Gibby Gubby Power Hour. <laughs> I would I would love to produce that podcast. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's the thing that we'd be making references to like crypto and things like that, but we'd actually be doing something with it. So. Yeah, I like that as well more than the uh, maybe an animated kind of Gibby Gubby Power Hour like the uh, classic uh, Scooby Doo yeah. cartoons. Uh, yeah, I would love the iCarly crypto episode where iCarly tries to make like iCarly coin or iCoin or something like that. iCoin currency. <laughs> but then she gets wrapped into like this whole she the coin starts making loads of money and then like she keeps promoting this coin. And then it crashes, and people start hating her for yeah. <laughs> the crypto crashing. Yeah, Freddie um, Freddy doesn't even know it's her currency, even though it has her name on it, and he's like invested everything he has in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Him and Millicent have to live on the street for like, and his mom as well. I think I didn't. I think. Uh, <laughs> why doesn't Freddie make like Millicent like a a like a TikTok channel, and she just like comes a super big like don't. Don't. Morgan, what did you think of Millicent's song in episode? Was it three? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I think uh, she gave it a good go. <laughs> that's I'm very nice. And yeah, very she nice. should be applauded <laughs> for that. <laughs> that's a lot nicer. She's we just were. having a go at it, yeah. 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 Well, that that'd be an interesting episode, though, wouldn't it? Um, maybe uh, just this one-off where it's it because that's the thing. The show's set in Seattle, yet they've clearly never shot there. And I, I believe Frasier, which was famously set in Seattle, they only ever did one episode actually shot there, and they went on location and made this big thing about it. They could do that with iCarly, but instead it's Freddie and Millicent bumming it on the streets, and you'd have this really gritty cinematography. Maybe get in the Safdie Brothers cinematographer and just make this really rough... Oh, yeah. Uh, Taxi just, driver Yeah, exactly. Freddie is the, yeah. <laughs> is the De Niro... <laughs> Oh my uh, god! Look, boys, I think they should bring us back for the big time rush reboot, and we just make it super gritty, uh, super super good. Maybe you just, could. Just I mean, great. that's the unfortunate thing. I, like, <laughs> you have a fondness for like that, and and a few others where it's like, I Carly was like one of the only few that I really kind of gelled with. So I feel like they've done it without me, my, and my chance is just gone. See, I think yeah, maybe maybe me and Tom were the last true. Nickelodeon Golden Age generation kids. Maybe. I don't know. Tom. The last bastion. The last, yeah. The last on the front lines. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the last dominoes to fall. Yeah. Because we, yeah. we you know we're big good luck Charlie fans. I know oh, that. God. Oh yeah. You're freaking big on that show. Richard lo- Drew. He's a big fan of that too. <laughs> good luck Charlie was a was a gem. Oh, I'm sorry. And but once again, really Tom. If your dad likes that, that's just I've lost respect. Re- Revan, <laughs> let me just run this past you, okay? And for those what at home listening you know you when i say these words if anyone out there is a true fan of 2000s disney when i could say me and tom could write an absolutely banging lemonade mouth two, it would just be it would yeah. be it would be my magnum it. opus it would be incredible <laughs> Honestly, it would but i mean we'd have to somehow re- uh, write out uh, adam hicks no no, of... no 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 oh, <laughs> you want to bring him stand back by your yeah, guy? I, I thought he after what he did <laughs> Yeah, we'd bring him back, but he would just be Adam Hicks. He would have done those things. Yeah. Okay. okay. He's, kind of, he's kind of like the yeah. Mel Gibson of the Disney Channel. Like he's done some shit, <laughs> yeah. but they keep giving him another go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm willing to just... help rehabilitate Adam Hicks for Lemonade. Adam, if there's anything okay. we can do for you, just send us a Gmail. <laughs>
<laughs> you know, no, we'll alleviate all your second degree um, robbery uh, <laughs> charges. It's fine. We'll get that sorted. It's, it's, it's all good. We'll talk yeah. to we'll talk to the Disney Channel. It's fine. They have a lot of sway yeah. nowadays, more so than they had but before. I just but, uh, can't help but wonder if like Disney Channel's gonna die soon because like now I know Disney Plus is definitely not the Disney Channel, but they have absorbed a lot of their content and I suppose like the the kids shows they're making are a lot higher quality. Like I don't watch it but I'm sure that High School Musical the musical the series is a lot higher budget than any other show that you'd see on the Disney Channel but like if kids have that available to them is does that not negate the need of the lower budget Disney stuff even though I know a lot of that stuff was super uh, great and enduring when we were kids and all those cartoons like to be honest like the Disney cartoons were fantastic but yeah I just can't see it really surviving yeah and like I was thinking about this the other day like part of like having a channel not even just the programming like the whole experience of like the ads and the bumpers and beneath programming like that whole thing is such a like nostalgic thing for me especially like you look at like the cartoon network um bumpers that they would do and they were like crossover like characters oh, like they'd have yeah. that one with johnny bravo and, and samurai jack Incredible. in the the laundry room and it's just like you just don't have that anymore with like a streaming service because you can just watch whatever you want um and you know that's obviously a lot more convenient for people and you do get in some respects better content from that um but when you do have like a curated bit of programming um you are forced to kind of like have to watch other shows and because of that sometimes you'll discover shows that you might not have want like thought to check out um but like you've just kind of been like shown it and uh it becomes like a show that you really really enjoy otherwise so um Team Beach yeah, just the movie. whole experience of channel. You've, Team you've Beach made movie. Me, Team Beach you've movie. made me emotional, Tom. That I honestly, that that's true. They they are losing out on this beautiful experience of these fun little crossover clips and like like I mean, I, it was before our time, but the fact that it exists is amazing. Was that a uh, Scooby Doo Blair Witch Project thing that they did? Yeah, and, watching that again, like it, it's just incredible. Yeah. Like the whole thing is amazing. But I haven't actually seen it. I've not seen. But you're it. right. Like it's really we good. as kids, we had to. Maybe there was like a show on, and we had to wait, and you know we'd have to sit through something else. But yeah, you'd find and discover other things, and uh, it's all lost now. Everybody, I the crossovers are a lost gem. I think. Yeah. Lost gem. Like what was the and I love the the best thing about the the crossovers was the the title mashups. Oh yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> the sweet life of Hannah Montana in the band or something like that. <laughs> I'm in the band. Oh my god. I loved that. <laughs> oh, that was a good. That was good. Honestly. That's another show that I could fucking bash out a ten out of ten sequel. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Like I remember that show, but I literally don't remember anything about it. And like, oh, like anyone. I'm looking at the pictures now of the cast. I'm like, holy. I, shit, I just remember I the don't... drummer. He was like, he hated country music. <laughs> he was hilarious. <laughs> I related to this that. Is so weird, yeah, dude. I if anybody can find me an Iron Weasel T-shirt. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh god. Iron. That's what it was called. Also, yeah. Iron Weasel. The main. I always think this every time I watch Spider-Man Three. Like the the lead singer in the show is in Spider-Man 3, he plays the photographer that's that's taking pictures of Gwen Stacy. He's like, oh yeah, Gwen, work it, baby, yeah. And then, yeah, like, Sandman yeah. fucking plows through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a star-studded career. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, the drummer, the guy that you're thinking of, voiced 
uh, the dog from Dog with a Blog. If you ever watched that, never watched oh that. My <laughs> well, there you go, little we, tidbit for those of you at home. Well, we could also bang out a good, a good script for that. I'm sure. Uh, you, I mean, yeah, I j- prob- did you just probably end up not on, as deserving, but <laughs> you'd end up on yeah. four channels. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I actually thought was quite good and it was kind of just towards the end of, of me watching Disney and that was like Fish Hooks, that was really good. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was uh, Justin Roiland. Well, well, there you go. Yeah, And, and as, Kyle Massey as well. Oh, fuck! I, yeah, that had, a, that had a, a fucking stellar team behind that. I don't know if Justin Roiland, just, he did the voice of Oscar, I know, I don't know if, how much writing yeah, he did for I had it. no idea. God, we're losing the steam with the iCarly, you know, God. Yeah, oh, we're just no. we're going we, off on if a If they won't let us write it, we won't promote it. That's the theme, though. <laughs> uh, guys, yeah. I've got a couple yeah. Benson moments I'd like to share. Benson! Benson moments. Benson. Uh, number one Benson moment, both from episode five. Uh, I'll go with the, the lesser Benson moment at first, and that was uh, Freddy's dance face. Quite amusing. Very cool. But the, the, yep. the, 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 the crown jewel of all Benson moments was when Freddy Benson had the gall to ask the groom's mother for an ice cream sandwich whilst drinking a, a glass of wine? I mean, wow. wow. That's pretty If that's, that's not pretty a Benson, Benson moment, I don't know what it is. Pairing those two things with each other, this guy, he doesn't, he doesn't care about society's rules. He doesn't. I mean, are we expecting a Joker turn for, for Benson? Maybe. I mean, he's getting a bit big for his britches, I think. <laughs> well, honestly, but... Benson has more... Uh, it makes more sense for him to turn like like uh, Arthur Fleck did. I think that his situation is honestly less contrived than Arthur's was, so I, I can see it. He just goes home to his mum and hops into his fridge and just stays there yeah. so he doesn't get berated <laughs> by, by Millicent and his mum. What do you guys think of yeah. the uh, CGI? That was CGI. Yeah, when uh, Carly's way? dress like transforms into a wedding. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. It was... Um, I could have been worse, I think, but also didn't look great. No. Also, why did it have to be CGI? They could have just done some sort of clever costume change. Okay, in terms of the conclusion of this episode, we've gotten off to a massive tangent earlier, but yeah, the conclusion where Carly is like shouting till she's blue in the face that she's being set up, that she clearly doesn't want to marry Neville and that she's on his plan, and everyone else is just sat there like chilling. Like, did he drug them? Like, Spencer doesn't give a fuck. It just—it's so contrived and silly, and then you have this really long conversation between Carly and Neville. No one says a thing, and again, I just think unless you're younger than eleven, this is insulting. In my notes, I just wrote Carly gets gaslit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. I get gaslit. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> How have they not even brought that up? Like that—that that term. That's something you'd expect them to say constantly. I can't wait for Ben Shapiro's cameo. Carly, I'm such a big fan. Uh, it's so great that you're not Carly part of the I, liberal uh, Hollywood elite cuck agenda. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Carly loves Carly what, about, goes what about a spot from Abby Shapiro? Anyone? Or Any Stephen token? Crowder, maybe. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I can't. Carly has to go debate Ben Shapiro yeah. out of college. Yeah. Oh, Gibby right. shoots him in the head. <laughs> Gibby. No, Gibby. <laughs> Gibby destroys him with uh, his well-constructed argument. Yeah, because I think Gibby, like yeah. I, I compared him to a bit of a Joe Rogan. He's maybe a bit more on the bro spectrum, but he's he's not a complete lost cause like like Crowder. No, definitely not. Continuously smoking cigars. Yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. Really into MMA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Like crazy good. There is a second podcast within this podcast where we talk about oh, yeah. everything else <laughs> and happening. <laughs> it's like the hidden podcast. You have to go find it. Go looking. Patreon, go find guys. That Patreon yeah. that we that doesn't exist yet. Also, but am I, this but Gmail am I... that you keep referencing, does that exist? Uh, we, yeah, we have a Gmail, tomandrevan at gmail.com. Yeah, you can find it on the YouTube channel. We don't really promote it that much, but you can find yeah. it if you want yeah. to. You, yeah, you say Gmailers, but then there's like a treasure map to find the Gmail. True. You have to <laughs> yeah. scour through. I wanted to send an email, you see. But I don't actually check my own personal Gmail too much. You know, um, well, I actually got uh, like an email demanding a reference for Gabby. Early. I don't. I don't know if we'll keep this in or not. But I. I hadn't even seen the first email, and they literally put they're like, "This is the last step before we can move forward with the, him getting this role." And I was like, "Fuck!" Like, like Gabby getting this job is is laying entirely on my shoulders. Did Did he did, mention that? To he you, did. Though? He did. Like age. Like quite oh, okay. a like. Well, maybe like a few weeks ago, I didn't even see the first email, yeah. and then like I saw that, I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do it. Did you get it done? I did, yeah. I mean well that's the thing, it was one of those like application things where it just had like a tiny box, so I kinda of, well I wrote a little bit, but it was it was I was effusive in my praise for him, deservedly so. But uh you know, it was quite amusing. I, you know, I actually had it had to put like your job status. Like, like, what is your occupation? I had no fucking idea what to put. And I didn't want to put unemployed because you don't really want to have, like, your referee is unemployed. So I, I actually put podcaster. <laughs> Professional Professional podcaster. But look, I mean... Don't believe done. me? Gmail me. That's promotion for this show because they'll be like, podcaster? Okay, let's see what this guy does. And then they'll see, like, the one episode of this podcast and then they'll listen to it. <laughs> They'll be like, he wasn't lying. <laughs> he wasn't like, God damn it, this is good. <laughs> and then she'll, she'll share it with all her friends, and then they'll listen to it, and just a complete domino effect until the whole world is listening to Let Spaghetti Talk about it. Yeah. I wonder if Spaghetti Tacos are going to make an appearance. They, I, have they mentioned yeah. it? I feel like... Speculate? I think that they did mention yeah. it, yeah. They haven't eaten it. No. Anymore. Do you think the spaghetti is cold or warm in the tacos? It's got to be pretty cold. No, that would be disgusting. What, what am I saying? Uh, That'd be it's got to be hot. Hot, yeah. spaghetti, hot spaghetti, cold tacos. So the crunch. You know the crunch. Cold. Ta- I Look. mean, it's going to be room temperature. If it's cold, it'd be stale. That's nasty. Well, because you can get soft, <laughs> soft tacos. Can can you? Not? Oh yeah, I mean it's just a wrap, isn't it? It's just a tortilla wrap. Which, to be honest, I mean if you're smart, you're gonna go with that, right? Because I mean, who wants that crumbling in their hands? They're getting beef everywhere. <laughs> well, then I'd go burrito, honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the smart for, for ultimate safety, I'd go burrito. Yeah. That might yeah. be controversial to say on the Spaghetti Taco uh, podcast. It's like that great old El Paso advert where it's like these two warring villages and they're like hard and soft and then this like little girl, she's just like, why can't we have both? And then they all like cheer and it's beautiful. And... <laughs> oh, great. I think I saw an Avatar episode that was just that, that story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure anyway. Um... Okay, last note I have, and it kind of goes back to us talking about how amateur the production looks, and also, yeah, it's another instance of the ending being so abrupt. And I actually, I didn't think the episode four ending was that abrupt, despite me not understanding what that scene was at all. You know, we're like Harper and Carly looking at that cameo thing on their phone, I don't know. This one, however, I swear, and you can watch this back, 
the episode literally ends before Harper's fully finished her sentence. Like, really? Like the, it, she says the last word of the sentence, but I swear, like, it's just a few seconds shaved off, and it's so... I couldn't believe it. Oh, my God. I think I clicked off the episode before I got to that point, to be honest, <laughs> but... That's, um... I just... Yeah, it just seems like... This was kind of like the first pass of like the edit, and then they just kind of like rolled with it, because if that's the case, that's pretty like you can you'll be able if you like assessing it and approving it properly, like you'll pick up on those mm. things and like before it gets to to the final like lock picture lock. But yeah, the fact that that got left in that's pretty embarrassing. Uh, yeah, I guess they they just they can't afford it. You know, they can't afford to properly pay that editing team because Jerry Trainer's trailer's just so big. It's got, like, a pool and a jacuzzi. and You know, got to make the talent happy. I think yeah. you guys for... You know the Freddie Benson moment? Yeah. I think yeah. maybe when available, uh, maybe a Jerry Trainer or Nathan Cress, if he has it, uh, cameo, little, little soundbite. Yeah. It would be it would be because Jerry Trainer I know is on Cameo. I don't know if you can buy it at the moment, but he is on Cameo. Okay, something to consider. Yeah. Maybe a loving fan could purchase a Cameo for us. A loving <laughs> just, fan. Just, just throwing it out there. Or maybe, yeah, maybe the Jerry, if you're out there, if in the void listening, Jerry, maybe you could. We appreciate send your work, but not it. enough to pay for it. Please, please, <laughs> please, please, us. Jerry, come find the Gmail. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> now again, I don't really want to disparage Jerry because I honestly think like he is this just great talent that has been completely untapped. And and I also I think Nathan Cress has got chops as well. I'm gonna say it. And Jeanette McCurdy certainly did. She yeah. was she. I think she could. I I know like it's her choice, but I think she could have been a proper sitcom star. But didn't they used to say weak source or something? They used to say that in the show. Uh, yeah, as a call, I call the expert, I'm gonna say. Maybe? Maybe? Okay, alright. The, the buff's waiting. Yeah. Should we cast our, our minds to next week and do we know? Oh, episode 6 is literally just called I'm Cursed. Yeah, I think oh. And that looks terrible with the, the formatting. Of I mean, that. we we haven't mentioned that this is the halfway point of the series. That's true. I mean, you know, this is a bit of a mid-season... That's a, that's a bit a mid-season special. Checking in with you guys. How you feeling? Uh, slightly well, disappointed, but not completely disappointed. This episode kind of turned it around a bit for me. I think there is still, there is still this chance that they could maybe bring it back around and, like, maybe stick the landing, but... It's just going by their track record because the I just found the first four pretty boring. Yeah, they um, are overall, and um, I just need something to breathe some life into the show, like some surprise. I just don't know what what they could do to really, you know. They need to up the ante in in regards to Carly's character and the the kind of situations that she's finding herself in because that they are obviously like she's always the A plot. They dedicate the majority of the episode to her and it's so boring and so mundane. Uh again, just make her go full on full on baddie, you know, make make her do some silly things and and again, she does have like she clearly like is a flawed character, but just just go all in and and people have some fun. 
You guys, you guys should take Q and A's on the on the Gmail. Do you think people have questions? Yeah, I feel like your credentials might be questioned, but well, I think I am a professional a podcaster, so yeah, you did put that. So <laughs> that is technically your profession. Yeah, you have to now declare yeah. that for tax reasons. So please legitimize us and send in some questions. <laughs> yeah, send uh, some questions. Like, Say the Gmail again. The Gmail's tomandrevan at gmail.com. You can also use the hashtag spaghetti taco or hashtag let's spaghetti taco mm. about it. Um, just shoot us a question, shoot us a query, shoot us a thought about any of the episodes uh, so far, particularly four and five or six, the upcoming six for the next episode so we can get some opinions for that too. Um We'd get love on, to hear. Get on the socials. Yeah. Get get on. Let it. us know if we're being too harsh. If we need to uh, calm down, uh, and we'll try. We'll try, but it's not going to work. You guys can try. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, uh, this is my cameo appearance. You, you paid for my cameo. Yeah. <laughs> this is the longest cameo <laughs> yeah. ever. This is the longest cameo. Yeah. I've, I'm probably not even making a profit here. <laughs> you don't. You charge by the second. I char- yeah. This I'm like a. Hard. I'm like a. I'm like a lawyer. Like a really, sh- I'm Gil. No, not Gil. What's the guy from The Simpsons? Gil, yeah. Oh no, the no. Gil's not. Gil's a lawyer. the like Gil's... really depressed like car salesman or whatever, isn't he? I tell you what. After episode four, I was feeling a bit like Gil. <laughs> oh Gil. Tell <laughs> <laughs> so you bloody what, mate. What is the fucking yeah. lawyer called? The lawyer. The like shit. The shit lawyer. Lionel Hutz. Lionel Hutz. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah Lionel. Oh, he's not. He's not yeah. a Simpsons standout character to me. Can we maybe have a little chat about cameos? Do you think there'll be more cameos? We we did up? touch upon that in a previous episode, but who who would you like to see? Gosh, you know what? <laughs> I'm a, I'm I'm ahead of the curve and behind the curve at the well, same to, time. Well, in 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 your defence, you did listen to the only episode available, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm clued up on the current yeah, live content in all the law, but under <laughs> <laughs> the law, the deep so law. So much more. There's been double the law since you last spoke. I would love to see. Someone from a different Nickelodeon show. Yes, that'd be fun. Ned from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. I was Guide. just going to say, See, if yeah. they got Ned Big B on, that would be incredible. And I think he'd do it too. Yeah. It would be weird, but it, I think... That, that really would be mind-blowing because it's not technically... Well, it's not the Schneiderverse. Uh, it's a universe that really deserved to, to grow and develop because it was, quite frankly, maybe superior. But, uh, yeah... Yeah, have Ned Big Beat. Maybe he could be the man for Carla. You know. Oh, yeah. that that now that is an idea. Yeah. And do you not think get like, that in the get that in our season two, um, <laughs> season two prospectus. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Ned's this our like thesis. god who's just constantly breaking the fourth wall, and she's like, w- "Where the <laughs> fuck is your camera?" Like to do that, and he's like, "Oh, I don't need cameras. He's he's just this." He's <laughs> <laughs> the Deadpool. Of the Carla, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get Cookie and Moe's too. That's what like I think Cookie would actually be a good um a good uh, accompaniment with um uh with with Freddy. They they would have a good dynamic and you know, even bringing Gordy. He oh, could do some stuff with Spencer. Yeah, I yeah, think that would yeah. be a good yeah. that would be a great thing too. Yeah, I like yeah. well look as, as we've said before, we probably should... if if there was a Ned's declassified revival happening at the same time, it's it's quite apparent who we'd have picked. But uh, oh, we yeah, have to absolutely. deal with the, the the cards we're dealt with. Josh Peck, maybe Josh comes. Yeah, because we know that uh, Drake and Josh and uh, iCarly are within the same universe as well. Yeah, yeah. It would it'd so, be fun yeah, to see Megan uh, Miranda Cosgrove play two parts. But I, I think we did talk about that last episode. But yeah. Yeah, <sighs> I, I feel like I missed the episode by a week. I should have been. <laughs> <last week. laughs> well, 
coming on with all you the points. You missed your chance, buddy. You missed your chance. I'm, I'm trying to come up with points. This is, yeah, well, we talked about that Yeah, sorry, week, dude, so. but, yeah, like, so what are you here? You need to write me... Uh, I need, like, a transcript of the, the, the latest episode so I can not repeat any points. Yeah, voice. we fucked you over, man. I'm sorry. I know. You brought me out. You flew me out. You flew me, you flew me out. And I'm, to a I'm live here studio audience. To, yeah, I brought my live studio audience with me. Yeah. I paid for all their tickets. Yeah, they're I flew them out. I'm not making a profit. Yeah. They're all very quiet. They're all mute. That's why. They, they're all, they can't oh, hear okay. us. They just watch yeah. They just carry my massive amount of luggage. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually just you my my lackeys, yeah. but I call them a live all studio audience. Take some yeah, all my, <laughs> my weights, yeah, and just my like huge reams of of uh, I because I can't I read can't all the all. wiki pages. I have to have them printed <laughs> off. Uh, so I have every page of the iCarly wiki the printed. Encyclopedia of iCarly. What <laughs> yeah, a tome that would be. I, I yeah, the i encyclopedia. Shall we? Shall we call it there, guys? This has been a very informative yeah. and enjoyable chat with our with our guest Morgan Brown, who is quite frankly welcome back whenever he wants. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it there first, guys. You heard it there yeah. first. I'll come back if you get one question that addresses yeah, me. Yeah, it, it, we'll get one question. Okay. And it'll, yeah. it'll be for you. <laughs> And it'll be from me. Okay, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> so you end up coming back every single episode. Yeah, yeah just right. come back every single episode with just a... Special guest, Morgan Brown. He's, He's back. back. Um, he just, he just, just invited himself it? in like an iCarly yeah. uh, series break. Nora Dershowitz or whatever. I'm staying in the oh. Holiday Inn next to the studio <laughs> and I'm just walking in every day. Oh, the other guys here? Are they here? No? Okay, I'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and with that we say goodbye goodbye Bye. chat shit chat shit chat shit about Carly. you got Spencer popping up a dead man you got Spencer guzzling a beer can now Freddy's all for prostitution it's chat shit I'm chat chat and shit we're chat and shit about Carly. Carly Shay's repping with eight times Harper can't talk to the fashion man what they're doing with Millicent what's the plan spaghetti taco give them back to all the fans 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 Chan shit, chan shit about Carly. You got Spencer popping up a dead man. You got Spencer guzzling a big Now Freddy's all for prostitution. He's chan shit, I'm chan shit with chan shit, chan shit. Chan shit.